This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Uh, it's a beautiful Saturday morning in the big smoke here in Toronto. Sunny, balmy, three degrees. Uh, no matter where you're listening from across Canada, welcome to Golf Talk Canada. Another beautiful day, and it's a little bit warmer. And maybe, well, it's not sunny yet. Down in uh, California, which is where we find Mark Zacchino. Good morning, my friend. It's black, Bob. Yes. <laughs> it's the middle of the night. What are you doing up right now? I want to talk to you, sir. That, that is why I'm up. It, uh, yeah, but it, it's uh, it's humbly day. Well, you're uh, you're breaking up a little, Mark. We're going to reconnect here for you. Uh, we have a busy, busy show today. Here, this is. Um, of course, the weekend of that we were expecting to see Tiger play his second tournament, but he's going to have the weekend off, as is a couple of other notable folks, which we'll get to in the leaderboard update. We are going to have a chat, though, today with uh, Adam Hadwin, with Nick Taylor, and with Ben Silverman, the three Canadians who are playing on the weekend at Riviera, beautiful golf course down there in beautiful Los Angeles. Uh, they are all... In the middle of the pack, I guess, Hadwin just made the made the cut. He actually was outside the cut line for quite a while, and then he got back into the cut line. But he is uh, going to be playing, and we'll talk to him. Uh, we'll also have, of course, winners, weird, and what. We've got a bit of a giveaway for you if you're living in the listening in the Toronto area. The Toronto Golf Show is coming up next week, and uh, we've got some tickets to give away for that. We're also going to talk to Sean Clement, who is a notable instructor in the uh, in the GTA. We'll talk to him about uh, some cool methods that he's got going, and also a little bit about um, a little bit about what he's going to be doing at the golf show. We've got uh, Mark Zacchino back on the line. Is that correct? Well, Bob, I don't know. I was the pop can and the string apparently wasn't the play this morning, so I switched to something else. So. I thought maybe there was an earthquake. You know, there's lots of earthquakes in, in Los Angeles. Who knows what's going on out there? <laughs> I was out there earlier in the week, and in my elevator, there was a button that said seismic. So I guess it lights up when there's an earthquake or something, just to tell you in case you didn't know. But but anyway, how are you? How are you enjoying things out there? Uh, it's been it's been really good. Last week was amazing. Uh, Love absolutely adored being out at Pebble Beach. It's, it was kind of a few years, about seven eight years since I've ever kind of been in that area, and just forgot how fantastic it was. And uh, love this week as well. A different week, uh, certainly with Tiger being a part of it. Boy, it sure changes things, doesn't it, Bob? When Tiger decides to tee it up, it, 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 there's a, there's certainly a circus element involved. And obviously, he you know he brings more good to the game than he does bad, and I think the players' wallets will certainly agree to that. But man, there is certainly a circus element to it that I that I personally don't care for that you do get when he decides to tee it up, and it's been here this week. Uh, Rory had some interesting comments. He of course played the first two rounds with Tiger alongside Justin Thomas as well. But he said he you know the crowd, the disturbances, the movement. Um, everything that's going on, he said that probably costs normal golfers a half a shot around, and he doesn't know how Tiger puts up with it. Of course, he hasn't played all that much uh, with Tiger in a in a group like that, so he was he was getting a little taste of it as well. And that's that's coming from a guy who who does pretty well with the crowds in his own right. 
Well, I know. That's what I was thinking when I read those comments, too. If, if Rory is saying that, uh, you know, putting up with which what he would normally see, you know, kind of think some of the larger groups out there on a, on a weekly basis. But you're right. It, it's it's case. We'll look, we'll look at the ticket sales just from his return at the Farmers. Uh, you know, it was, it was like a different tournament when he showed up at the Farmers compared to, you know, the last few years. I think it was 40% the gate was up at the Farmers Insurance Open because – it's not, and you know, it's interesting too, and it depends on obviously where you are, but it's a different kind of golf fan, I think, as well, Bob, which maybe is what Rory is seeing as well. Sometimes it's people that have just never been on a golf course before that just want to come see Tiger Woods, and maybe they're not as familiar with, you know, the etiquette of being at a golf tournament or how to get yourself around a golf course, and I think you see a bit of that when, when, in what in what Rory's comments are there. Yeah, I agree. Um, listen, we're going to talk a bit bit more about Tiger here and his miscut and what's up next here. But uh, first, let's 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 do our beautiful sound effect here for news and headlines. News and headlines is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club, premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. And, of course, the news really is all about Tiger at this point. Not all about Tiger. We shouldn't distract from some of the other players. But that's the bigger headline right now. And and Tiger missing the cut uh, just the 17th time in his career. I'm going to ask you, Mark, were you surprised at the round he played yesterday? Because I know he hasn't been great, but there have been parts of his game that have been great that we've seen so far. And yet, nothing yesterday, really, right through the bag. Yeah, I was, Bob. Um you know, I thought, it, you know, after day one, it would still be a fight to make the cut, and, and we'd be following a similar storyline as what we were following at Torrey Pines. You know, will really get to Saturday, et cetera. But you're right. There, there was very little redeeming positives you could pull out of yesterday's round. He looked uncomfortable from start to finish. The putter was awful, which was, I guess, the big surprise. But, you know, uh, according to Tiger, he never felt comfortable on the putting green warming up. He doesn't. He doesn't like the putting surfaces at Riviera. He called them bumpy and fast. That's never a good combo. <laughs> no. Uh, left the left the ball above the hole a lot, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm very surprised, and uh, I guess we got to look everything. Not everything we've seen is the biggest or most important thing. I guess is how we got to treat this. Is it's a guy who had a bad round of golf who missed the cut, who needs to play more. That's yeah. how I'm going to Yeah, I think we kind of got teased a little bit by the first five rounds that he's played, and we know the driver wasn't working all that well, but the rest of his game was, and it kind of gave us, I think, maybe a false uh, expectation that every round was going to be, at least he was going to have some kind of magic. But you're right, other than a couple of 20-footers he drained on the front side, the putter was was not good. Uh, he didn't hit a lot of greens. There was not a lot good. But the good news we do have is uh, is that he is committed to playing next week. Right, and I guess when you and I were talking about this over the last few months, as you know, we were kind of all eyeing the return of Tiger Woods. We kept saying that, hey, if, if he can go play golf, if he can play four rounds, feel healthy. Well, he did that at Torrey Pines. If he can play back-to-back weeks and feel healthy and just you know carry a normal tour routine, then then that's another win. So, if this wasn't Tiger Woods, if we were to remove the name and just if this was Joe Average. PGA Tour player returning from a serious back surgery, or I should say a fourth serious surgery, 
we'd be checking little uh, wins off in the column. Okay, four rounds of golf. Okay, back-to-back weeks. So I I guess that's the way we we have to do it. The problem is is we we can't cover it like that, Bob, because look look at what everybody's talking about. Yeah, and and listen, um, in fairness to Tiger, the three tournaments he is either playing, played, or, or committed to play, they're not easy golf courses. Torrey Pines not easy, uh, LA's not easy, and and Honda is not going to be an easy place either. So he's he's picked some tough spots to uh, to make his debut, um, which may or may not be a good thing. Who knows? Yeah, the only thing I guess is familiarity, right? I, and I guess yep. that's you know obviously his his uh, event is attached to Riviera. Uh, sorry, his foundation now attached to Riviera. But uh, other than that, I am surprised. I want you know, are you as surprised as I am at Tiger's lack of success at Riviera? Considering you know he started there as a 16 year old. I think he's played now in over 10 events professionally at Riviera. Never won. Um, I would you would think that that is a golf course that Tiger Woods would would uh, line up well for. You know, I really thought that Riviera would would be a helpful uh, place for him after the way the driver abandoned him at uh, at Torrey Pines. That maybe he can hit a lot of three woods and a lot of long irons off the tee at Riviera. I, I'm very surprised at what happened this week, and I'm surprised at the lack of success over his career there. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's been chopped liver there. Everyone sort of forgets that. He's had a couple of runner-ups there, but he's not been, you're right, he's not been great. And he had, he said it in the press conference. I thought this was the best line in the press conference. He says, I love the golf course, it fits my eye, and I play it terrible. I mean, there's not much more <laughs> not much more to it than that. Listen, we've got some other uh, news that happened we'll briefly touch on before we take a break here. Um, crazy story about Bill Haas was inv- involved in a car crash in which the driver of the car he was in died. Uh, they was staying with a, with a family friend and the guy took him out in a uh, his Ferrari. The Ferrari was going fast. It fishtailed around a corner and hit a uh, BMW. And the uh, the driver of the car was killed. Uh, and the woman in the in the BMW had to be pulled out. And you know who pulled her out? This is another weird part of this story. Is that actor Luke Wilson um, was the next car behind? He stopped his car, ran over and grabbed this woman and pulled her out of the car. But uh, Bill Haas was not seriously injured. But of course, he withdrew from the tournament. That a crazy story, huh? Yeah, bizarre, absolutely bizarre. Uh, and you know, I, who knows? You know what happened there? You, you, you know, you obviously you jump to a bunch of conclusions when you hear stuff like that, and you don't want to, and you wait for more news. And it's uh, but at the end of the day, someone lost their life, and uh, that area there too, Bob, as you know, around that golf course, that's those are some tricky corners, man. I, oh, I you can see, you can almost see how that could happen. What a horrible story. 71 years old, that driver. What a way, what a way to go. You know, like you live obviously a very happy, successful life by all, by all accounts when you read up on, on the gentleman and, uh, and that's how you that's how you go out. Not good. Not a good way to start the week here for Riviera, that's for sure. And very quickly, uh, last night, I don't know if you caught any of this, Bubba Watson, he was playing in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. <laughs> and uh, let's just say that the basketball talent in his household is going to remain with his wife, of course, Angie, who played uh, collegiate ball at Georgia and played for Canada in the Olympics. Uh, but Bubba, Bubba was okay, but he got stuffed by Tracy McGrady and he threw up an air ball. Yeah, the best is the McGrady stuff is hilarious. If you have a chance, anyone listening this morning, if you haven't seen it, you got it. Got to get on social media, just Google uh, that or check it out, or go to your Twitter feed. It, it was hilarious watching Bubba get stuff.
Uh, and then I heard a rumor, Bob. I heard a rumor that if he had to choose between the celebrity all-star game or playing golf, if there was any conflict, that he was playing in the basketball game. There was oh, yeah. no way he wasn't playing. Yeah, he talked, so. he, he, talked, he talked earlier in the week when I was there standing there, and he said, yep, there's no doubt in my mind. He had asked for the late, early uh, draw, but you don't always get it. But they, they did accommodate him, and he, he made it there. I think he was more pumped about that. He's in the mix, you know, at this tournament. He's actually playing pretty well. So we'll, uh, we'll follow his uh, exploits now on the golf course and see if he can do a little bit better. Uh, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk to a guy who just made the cut on the number but is having a pretty decent season so far, and uh, we'll catch up with Adam Hadwin. That's when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and TwistFace Technology. Experience straight distance from TwistFace, only in the new 2018 M3 and M4 drivers. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks in studio, Zacchino down in Los Angeles, where it's still the middle of the night, and he's graciously... Uh, Gotten out. Are you still uh, in those cowboy jammies that you usually wear? <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, I only wear them in California. I thought so. That'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> um, we're going to chat with Adam Hadwin here in just a second. And uh, Adam made the cut just on the number of two over par. And he was actually going along quite nicely until he reached the 10th hole. And, and I know you didn't have a chance to see this, Mark, because I know you were out uh, tramping around with some of the leaders, but um, but uh, he put it in the front right bunker off the tee, and the next time he hit a shot that was not in that bunker <laughs> was his fifth one. <laughs> it's a slippery spot, that tenth hole. It is. Uh, he is not the only person who has had trouble with it, but basically he got it out, it rolled back in, got it out, it rolled back in, got it out, it rolled back in, then he got it out. Um, but that's a that's a real interesting hole, isn't it? I love the hole. Uh, I think they've lost a lot of the green over the year, Bob. The square footage of that green, and I don't know if it's in my mind, but it, it seems to be shrinking. But I'll tell you right now, if they built that hole today on a new golf course, they would hang the architect. We would hear the end of it. It would be unbelievable the, the complaining from the players. But because I guess it's so old and uh, historic uh, that we call it uh, we call it genius instead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, I chatted with Adam Hadwin before he played, as I said. So uh, this is a little bit of a pre-interview. But we talked about a number of different things, including perhaps his uh, his outlook at possibly becoming an Olympian in a couple of years from now. So here's our chat with Adam Hadwin. All right, Adam Hadwin. Beautiful view here uh, on the putting green at Riviera, looking out over this yeah. beautiful golf course. This is a pretty nice spot to be. What do you think of this golf course? Yeah, not a bad spot to be. Exactly. Uh, no, this place is beautiful. Uh, old classic design, kind of been around forever, and uh, it still stands up as a great test of golf. So, uh, you know, the course is in, in perfect condition this week. I think we're going to get some great weather for it, and it uh, should be a great championship. How many opportunities do you get during the year to play a course like this, like an old classic? It seems like when you do, it draws a pretty good crowd. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's certainly getting more rare um, as the game evolves. Um, you know, people talk about how they just, you know, 
horses like this just don't really fit in the rotation with the distance now. But I mean, I tell you what, you come out to rib, you know, greens will be firm. Uh, it's playing fast, and uh, you can get anywhere under double digits, anywhere right around there. I think would be a pretty good score for four days, which uh, uh, by most standards is a, is a good championship, and uh, it'll be exciting. Uh, you're coming off a pretty good uh, season so far. How would you? Uh judge your year so far and what, and what do you like about it what don't you like about it yeah it's been okay so far uh, I had the one good finish in Palm Springs other than that it's kind of just um, hanging around I felt like I was playing pretty good in Phoenix uh, and in San Diego I just didn't get a whole lot out of my game um, you know putting's been a little lackluster so far which is kind of a little off compared to some previous years but you know uh, I've gotten better around the greens which, uh, which I'm happy with uh, driving, I, I felt a little bit better, even though some of the numbers might not be as good. But um, I think it's just a matter of putting some things together. So, uh, you know, I'm obviously in a good spot. Uh, it's early, and, and we got lots of time this year to, to sort it out. When you get onto this level, how tough is it to kind of manage the emotions that go with the ups and downs of a long season and, and the play that just unless you're a freak of nature, really can't stay at a high level all the time. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, we're kind of all perfectionists in our own way. We all want to, um, you know, hit perfect golf shots every time, and we all think we can win every week. And when that doesn't happen, it, it's a little tough to handle sometimes. But, uh, you know, I just have to take this, this long-term approach, um, enjoy the ride a little bit, and just, um, if you're, you know, if you can find something to always move towards, uh, that can help make it a bit of a long-term process and uh, you know getting better in certain areas and, and seeing small improvements here and there and um, if you can do that and kind of take the focus off the results sometimes it can be a big help. Um, you have a little less busy year this year in terms of off the course stuff how much do you think that will help you on the course? Um, that remains to be seen I guess uh, we'll find out. Um, you know, I, I love doing some of the stuff off the golf course uh, that I that I've gotten to do, and, and I enjoy. But you're not getting married, is what I mean. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Personally, it's certainly going to calm down a little bit. Yes. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, you know, you're too quick for me there. I, that one went over my head. But uh, uh, yeah, it should slow down a little bit. Yeah, like you said, um, should be a little bit easier and. Um, you know, we get to enjoy life, enjoy traveling as a married couple a little bit. And yet, professionally, you probably will. There probably will be more demands <laughs> on your time with more requests now that you're in front of a, uh, the the guy in the, in front of a Canadian uh, golf team, anyway. Yeah, and you know what? To be honest, I was thinking to myself when you first asked that question. I'm not sure where he's going with this, but um, yeah. Uh, but like I said, it's always fun. I enjoy doing some of those things. Um, you know, I'm just sort of. It's hard to kind of picture myself as that guy, but uh, certainly I'm going to try and embrace the role. Um, got lots of guys out here, so um, to be a part of it is great. To represent Canada is great, and um, it's uh, you know just keep moving forward. Hopefully, you know lots of big things. Olympics coming up in a couple of years. We got World Cup. We got Presidents Cup in between those two, and um, you know just keep working hard and, and keep putting myself in a position to uh, to make all those teams. We were uh, talking about the uh, Olympics. There's, you mentioned the Olympics. There's lots of Olympics going on right now. Yeah. Um, I know you haven't had a chance to watch too much, but um, is that something that's on your list right now as you, as you watch those Olympics to become an Olympian? I think so. Um, I think it was kind of on my list once I heard, talked to, to Graham and David a couple years ago back from Rio. So um, obviously everybody's a little unsure of how things would go down, what it would be like, kind of the reception. But I think 
you know, golfers that did play and, and certainly the ones that brought back medals. Um, I, I know you talked to Justin Rose. I think he holds that gold medal pretty high. So um, it's on the list. Obviously, like I say, we got a huge contingent of Canadians now on the PJ Tour and guys playing well on the web and coming up. So I'm going to have to continue to play some good golf and, and hopefully in a couple of years for Tokyo, I'm going to be on that list. Uh, too early to start thinking about the Masters yet? Is that in your mind? It's never too early to think about the Masters, well. Um, it's always there. Uh, it'll be great to go back. It'll be great to um, have a, I mean, a small bit of knowledge this time. I know what I'm getting into. I know where everything is. I know uh, how everything's set up, all that kind of stuff, which is very helpful. Um, you know, I, I think it's a golf course that I can play well at. I think it can suit my game. And, um, so just a matter of getting there, getting comfortable, and, and going out and having some fun again. All right. Well, best of luck here this week, and we'll see you down the road. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. And there is Adam Hadwin, who is uh, tied for 65, 65th spot uh, as we go into the weekend. Mark, uh, just quickly, as we go to break, uh, comments on, 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 on Adam's position now as kind of the, the premier Canadian golfer out there. Yeah, Bob, I think it was funny that, uh, you know, getting Mary went over his head in that interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Classic. Oh, yeah, I remember I think that. You, I think you hit the nail on the head, though. I think, uh, obviously, these are things we all do in our lives, and lives get busy, et cetera. But I think uh, he doesn't know it yet, but I think his summer is going to be a lot stronger this time around. I think his time around Augusta, going around again for another four days like he did last year, I think all these things are going to, help him this summer. I, I think Adam's going to have a, a nice bounce back middle of this year, and uh, I hope I'm right. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'd all like to see that, as well as, uh, as the other Canadians as well. It looks like we're going to have a, a good contingent vying for those two spots in Tokyo in uh, 2020. All right, when we're going to come back, we're actually going to talk to another one of those guys who's in the hunt and having a real good season. We're going to talk to Nick Taylor after we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by TaylorMade and TwistFace Technology. Experience straight distance from TwistFace, only in the new 2018 M3 and M4 drivers. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks in Toronto, Zacchino in Los Angeles. And uh, Mark, you know, walking around Riviera Golf Club with all your gear that you have on isn't too tough, but walking back up to the clubhouse must be a <laughs> grind. How's, how's it been so far this week for your radio gigs? That is hands down the hardest walk, Bob, at the end of a round on tour. <laughs> that, and it's staircase, right? It's like a... Yeah. a, a 
when you're coming off 18, it's a staircase to the top. It is absolutely exhausting. I'm like, really? No elevator? Come on. <laughs> I think you need a caddy just to carry you up or something. That would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a radio caddy. That's good. I like that. All right. Well, we talked with Adam Hadwin before the break. We're going to continue because we have conversations with all three Canadians who are uh, playing at Riviera. All three made the cut. The best of them so far at a tie for 34th is Nick Taylor. And here's my conversation with him from earlier in the week. Nick Taylor, uh, standing on the range here at Riviera. This is kind of a nice place to be at this time of year, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. This is one of my favorite stops of the year, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've had, this is my fifth week in a row, so uh, I'm, I think the gas is running a little low, but um, I'm excited about this week and I have a couple weeks off. What is it about this golf course that makes it such a popular spot for so many guys? I think it's just, it's an old school golf course, but it's just very difficult. It's, uh, it's right in front of you. You know, there's nothing really too tricky about it other than the greens. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a big-time second-shot golf course, but you have to be in position off the tee as well. So it's, um, you know, I don't think there's a hazard on the golf course. Just that's how tough it is um, around the greens and tee greens. So it's just it's a good test for, for every part of your game. Uh, speaking of your game, it's been pretty solid this year so far. You're out to a good start. And I know maybe, as you said, you're running out of a little gas, gas lately. But, you know, give, give yourself an assessment on, on what you've seen and what you've done so far. Um, had some good results. I've had some good good final rounds, which have really really helped those results. Um, the putting's been been a little inconsistent. It was great in the fall, um, and and I don't know if it's a little bit of a layoff this time of year, but it's it's getting there. So um, yeah, everything's pretty good. I'm in a good spot. Just hoping to get some good finishes. Uh, in a row here and just kind of get some momentum. Well, you're out here uh, working with Coach Ralph Bauer and, and what kind of things are you trying to shore up here in your long game? I know you're going to work on your putting in a little bit, but what would you try to do with uh, with the full clubs in your hand? Uh, it's really keeping it simple right now. We're working on, on just set up a little bit. I think I was getting a little crowded, uh, which was causing some left shots. So very simple stuff, nothing crazy. That's usually what we work on, either alignment or ball position or, or some sort of setup stuff. So. Trying to keep it easy, especially with being the fifth week in a row. <laughs> you were talking about uh, to me a, a little earlier about how Ralph makes things very simple. Sometimes you don't even know you're actually he's actually teaching anything. Yeah. Is that kind of the, uh, the the mad scientist in him that he can kind of do that and get you to make those micro adjustments that really help? Definitely, yeah. I think he he's such a student in the game on one side where he's he's always thinking about something that can help any of us. Um, and so I think he, he probably tweaks it a bit to make it simple for us. But, um, yeah, just, just catching that I'm a little narrow to it, and, and, and that's causing the left shots that I've been struggling with. So, um, yeah, he, he keeps it easy, and, and hopefully it starts going straight. I was having a conversation with Adam Hadwin this week talking about the two of you now kind of being veterans out here. <laughs> and he was kind of taken aback a little bit by it. But uh, but do you feel a little bit more like a veteran here now every year when you, you kind of get out here and start playing it up and seeing some familiar faces and seeing the younger guys coming up behind you? Uh, a little bit. It's still my fourth year, so I don't. I don't know if you'd reach veteran status to at least five, maybe ten. So, um, yeah, I've, I've had some friends come in the last couple of years to be able them kind of picking my brain a little bit, which is still a, a unique situation to be in. But um, yeah, it, it goes by so fast. I can't believe it's the fourth year. So it's. Uh, it's a great spot to be in. Hopefully, I'm there 20 years down. I'm, I'm a real veteran. Uh, Olympics are on right now. You've been watching anything? A little bit. I, I caught a bit of the snowboarding. I've, I missed Sean White's um, final last night, but I've watched a little bit. I haven't watched as much as I wanted, but um, hopefully more. Uh, 2018 uh, is now, but 2020 isn't that far down the road. Mm -hmm. Is that something that's on your radar to represent Canada in Tokyo? Yeah, definitely. When the Olympics happened last time, it's something that I, I really wanted to do. Um, 
being only two years away, it seems like a, far, a, a ways away, but you know, only a year away is really when starts, the points start gathering up and you got to try to position yourself to kind of be in one of those top two spots. So, not only thinking about it right now, but it, it's it's crazy in a year. It's definitely something I'll be thinking about. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Did you did you talk to Graham and David about their experiences there? Yeah, I, I talked to them both. Talked to Ralph, who was caddying for David at the time. So it was. Uh, they said it was an incredible experience, not just what they were doing, but also to see the other athletes watch different events. So it's it's something I think would be an experience of a lifetime for sure. So something I would I would love to be part of. Uh, five weeks on the road. I'm assuming you're not playing next week. Uh, what's the schedule look like for the next little while? Uh, I got two weeks off. It's it's a pretty easy next couple of months. I got two weeks off, uh, then two weeks in a row in Florida, then another week off, then uh, Houston, then another week off. Hopefully not, but it's the Masters as of now. It's a week off, but uh, yeah, pretty easy uh, next couple of months. I usually go pretty pretty busy in the West Coast. I love it here, and it's pretty easy to travel. So it's usually my reasoning, but um, it'll be a nice break. All right, we'll uh, look for you down the road. All right, thanks. And there is Nick Taylor, uh, currently 56 on the FedEx Cup rank, which is pretty darn good. That's 233rd, 233 points. He's uh, just inside the top 200 in the official world golf ranking at 199. And, uh, Mark, I think this is going to be a, uh, a big year for Nick Taylor. Yeah, I can't believe it's been four years, too, Bob. I just I When you said that in the interview, it was, it was shocking. He still feels like brand new to me out there, Nick. I know he's got the win, and I know... You know, he's, he's a great player, but four years, where did, where did that go? Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're going to now just move over right into a conversation with a guy who has a lot in common with you, Mark. You grew up working in a golf shop, and this guy grew up working in a golf shop. In this case, uh, he was working at, uh, at Golf Town, and he's now on the PGA Tour. Here's our conversation with Ben Silverman. Ben Silverman, lovely uh, day out here at uh, Riviera. This is uh, kind of a nice spot to be playing golf this time of year, isn't it? Yeah, I'm loving this course. It's actually only my second time on it this practice round today. I played it once just after New Year's, and I think it's really, really good. But when you get a chance to play courses like this, how much of it is uh, fun? How much of it is it work as you're trying to learn this new course? It's definitely a little bit of both. Uh, I have a lot of fun because I didn't grow up playing courses like this when I was younger, so it's great to be on high-level tour quality courses. I mean, I've, I played with Adam Scott on the front nine today, and he said this is probably his favorite course all year. So when other guys like like him are saying that they love this place, I, I know I'm somewhere special. Uh, another kind of uh, thing you don't get every day is uh, you said you played with Adam Scott in the front nine. You're playing with Dustin Johnson on the back nine. That's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, good just, company. Just by accident, great company. Um, I welcome those guys to join me anytime they want. I just showed up to the tee and and it worked out. So it's nice to get to learn a little bit about what they're looking for when they're chipping or putting around. Um, I mean, I don't hit it anywhere near as far as those guys, but it, it's nice just being around them. It is something interesting about the PGA Tour, something good about it, where you have sort of a brotherhood. I mean, there's not many other sports where the guys that you're competing against are going to be out here earlier in the week giving you tips. Mm. Have you had a lot of welcome from, I mean, obviously the Canadian guys, I know they've talked to me about how they play with you, but just about everybody out here? Yeah, every, everybody's been pretty nice just in passing in the locker room or in dining. The guys that I haven't met yet seem to know my name. I mean, when I won the car and the waste management a couple of weeks ago, a bunch of guys came up to me and said congratulations, and I hadn't met them before. So they are like, hey, yeah, you're Ben, right? Congrats on the car. You know, it was great stuff. So, yeah, it seems like everybody's pretty welcoming. And, and then uh, just now hopefully I'll get to play with them on the weekend soon. Uh, the fact that you're in this field says that you're, as a rookie, playing pretty well and you've got yourself up in the exemption rankings. If you were to give yourself an assessment of your game so far this season, how would you do? 
I mean, I'd probably say like a, a B, just because I've played really well, but not with my best stuff. I feel like, especially to start this new year, I've been scraping through some cuts, and you know, I've posted a couple high numbers that I don't normally post, and um, just kind of searching for for my game right now to for everything to come together, but it's close. One of the interesting yeah. things I heard about you is that you'll take a day during the week and just get away from the golf course, go out with your son and your wife, and mm -hmm. maybe do a little adventure in the city where you are. How important is it and how to do something like that, and how dangerous is it as a rookie to try and want to do everything all the time on the golf course? Yeah, it's, it's tough trying to find that balance right now because I feel like I want to play every event and I need to learn all these new golf courses, but at the same time I want to try to rest. So it's hard to have been able to balance it this year so far. But I can say this week at least, Wednesday being Valentine's Day, I'm pretty much taking most of the day off and going to go hang out with uh, Morgan and Jack a little bit. So. <laughs> um, looking forward to this week, obviously. What do you have to do around this golf course to, uh, for, you to, for your game to shine? I mean, the biggest thing for me is keeping the ball in the fairway. It always is. I mean, I, when I was looking at the stats, I think I'm below average on driving distance, and my strength is usually hitting fairways, which I haven't been. So, um, got this new driver in play, second week, that feels pretty good, and hopefully it'll give me some more fairways and I can hit some greens. All right. Good luck this yeah. week. All right. Thanks. And that's uh, Ben Silverman, who is a uh, rookie on the PGA Tour, doing very well, 81st in the FedEx Cup ranking right now. So he's, uh, he's making his grade, making some cuts, and, uh, and trying to learn as fast as he can. Um, Mark, it's, uh, it's got to be tough for a rookie anywhere, but I, I would think around a course like uh, Riviera, where there's so much local knowledge needed, um, just making the cuts probably a good finish for Ben. Yeah, so much local knowledge. It's so... Uh, quirky in places. It's a good quirky, but certainly quirky Riviera. The fact that you said, uh, Bob, that he's in the field, that he's able to get in tournaments uh, this time of year on the West Coast, I think uh, says a lot about how he how he's played so far. But I think uh, I think he'll uh, probably find it a lot more comfortable when the Florida swing gets going with uh, the golf courses. Maybe a little bit more uh, straightforward for him. Yeah, he makes his home in Florida, so I'm sure he's uh, he's used to that kind of atmosphere and, and conditions. He's had two top tens already so far this year, and as I mentioned, he uh, grew up working at Golf Town, which I think is a, is a cool story. He's a cool story and a cool guy. He's got a left-handed Mizuno uh, persimmon three-wood in his bag, Mark, and he hits this to try and balance out the muscles. And I tell you, I was standing on the range watching him, and... I mean, I don't think you or I could hit it better. We're both left-handed golfers. Oh my, I had no idea that he, that he uh, had that in the bag. That's unbelievable. I can't believe he still has one. So, <laughs> he didn't pop it already. It was pretty funny, actually, on the tee, on the 17th tee, I was walking around with him when he was playing with Dustin Johnson, who, by the way, outdrove him by probably 75 yards. Um, but uh, he was looking in the bag. DJ was looking in the bag at this thing going, what is going on here? This is something a little <laughs> bit weird. Not only is it a left-handed club in here, he's also got like a, a, a nine iron, and I can't even think what kind of what brand it is, but it looks like he got it at uh, Milwaukee Sports or something in, uh, back, in, uh, back in the 70s or something. And by the way, just as a note, his caddy is a guy by the name of Mark Stone, whose sister works here at TSN. That's pretty cool. Ah, full circle. There you go. There so, you go. But, uh, and, you know, how did I end up working in a golf store? And I, I don't know how I'm not out there, Bob. I guess I was. I, I, I left Persimmon too early. Sir. Well, you are out there. You're just not playing. <laughs> You're out there talking about it. <laughs> right? That's it. 
Uh, all right, when we come back, it's going to be time for uh, my favorite part of the show. It's going to be time for Winners, Weird, and What. And I can't wait to hear what Mark has. Maybe there's a rant coming up. We'll find out when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, and it is 8.48 here in Toronto. It is considerably early. It is early o'clock where Mark Zacchino is out in Los Angeles. Uh, Mark, still dark there, right? That the update? Yes, still dark, Bob. I'm just seeing a hint now of the possible sun rising. But, yeah, we're at least an hour away. And, of course, they uh, will officially conclude round two at 7.15 local time, suspended due to darkness last night. A few players left, so... What's uh, what's on your agenda for today? I know you probably don't get your marching orders yet, but uh, what what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, you know, I'm not too sure. I think I'll be chasing, to be bluntly honest with you today. Uh, I think I'll be the guy looking for the guy who gets hot, okay. which is always fun because you never know who that's going to be. So, you know, I like it because you don't have to prepare then, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you can, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Well, nothing like a good a lack of preparation around here. So, uh, we have actually we have prepared we have prepared a feast for our listeners here because this is winners weird and what our uh, our marquee event on this uh, program. And Mark, you have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, Bob, I'm going to give you an all-Tiger three-dub this week. Of course. All right. It is Tiger all the way, and my winner this week is the fact that Tiger, about an hour before his tee time yesterday, committed to playing the Honda Classic. And uh, I feel this is a win for me because, you know, if he's going to just come out once every four or five weeks, have a fight to make the cut, win some, lose some, and then disappear for another four or five weeks. I, I just don't see the point in any of this because it's not going to get better. He's not going to play this game part-time and compete with the modern-day golf professional. He needs to get out there. Honda's a home game for him. He can sleep in his own bed. He knows the golf course. There's no reason why he shouldn't be playing Honda, and he is. So that's a win for me. And the last time he played back-to-back events, quasi-healthy on the PGA Tour. It was his last top 10, which was the Wyndham Championship in 2015. So who knows? Maybe we'll get some some good out of Tiger next week at the Honda. My weird is, I don't know if you saw on Thursday, he was actually, you know, I don't want to call it a decent round of golf because it was smoking meters to keep it around even par all day on Thursday. But coming off a birdie at 10, gets to the tee at 11, Hits one into the trees that never came out. Did you see this? It got stuck in a eucalyptus tree. Yeah. What are the odds of that, right? <laughs> <I know>. Only <laughs> Tiger. 
It's like pure Tiger, right? It's like before the car uh, incident back in '09 uh, with the famous, uh, you know, fire hydrant. It seemed like everything <laughs> in Tiger's life that could go right went right, and it almost feels like after that, everything that could go wrong will go wrong. The universe has and to balance itself is- out. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That tree is just part of that. And my what this week with Tiger is. I want to know what's going on, Bob. What is he doing in between golf tournaments when he disappears from the cameras? How much work is he putting in? How is he putting the work in? We know he doesn't have a swing coach right now, so what is he doing? I'm okay with him finding the answers on his own in the dirt, but is he digging in the dirt? I, don't, I just don't know. 17 weeks, Bob, between the Farmers Insurance Open on Sunday. Sorry, 17 days. 17 days between the Farmers Sunday and Thursday at Riviera, and he's 13 of 28 for the fairway after two rounds and not even close to finding the driver. We're no closer to him finding the driver than we were 17 days ago. So what has he been doing? He's got access to all the technology in the world. You know, uh, we can we can tweak this driver a million different ways. He's, he can play M4, M3, everybody else driving it as good as they've ever driven it before with this new golf club and winning with it. How many wins have we seen already with this driver? And yet 17 days later, he's still hitting it off the planet. I really want to know what is going on when he goes back home to Jupiter and how much, how much time he's putting in. I don't think we'll ever know. So, yeah, uh, anyway, Bob, that's the rant. The tea is yours, sir. <laughs> I like the rant. Thank you. All right, I'm up now. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. Mark, my winner is is uh, not someone. You don't usually give someone the winner category when they miss a cut, but I'm going to give the winner category this year, this week to someone who did, and that's Brooke Henderson. Believe it or not, she missed the cut playing in the Australian Women's Open, and it's just the fifth time since the start of the 2015 season that she has actually missed a cut. And when you consider all the tournaments she plays, man, that is an impressive record out there. An impressive record of consistency for uh, for someone who's also doesn't, playing a lot of golf courses that she has not seen all that much, although she's getting to be that a little bit better now in her third year now as a professional. So good for her for uh, for for that uh, amazing record, and we'll see if she can, uh, she can get back on track when the LPGA Tour resumes. My Weird this week takes us to a funeral home near Chicago. This is the uh, Algrim <laughs> Family Funeral Services. And, Mark, you may not have heard of this, but it may be a place where you and I may want to go and have our arrange to have our funerals <laughs> because this place is boldly planted at the intersection of golf and death. It has not only a funeral parlor with all the things that you need there, like coffins and all the services they have, but in the basement, for some reason, at this funeral home, there is a mini golf course, a mini putt course in the basement. So while you're choosing out which which casket you want and which urn you want to have your ashes put into, you can go and slide through uh, the, the, the loop-de-loop and miss the swinging log uh, while you're doing that. I don't know why this is in there, why they have a, a, a mini putt golf course, but I thought that's weird. That's definitely weird. I, I love that. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> All right. And my what is, I mean, what what could... What could what could a new year on the LPGA Tour be without Lydia Ko firing and hiring? Yes, Lydia Ko has decided that uh, she will start the new year with not only a new golf coach, but a new caddy. She fired Gary Gilchrist, 
who she just hired last year after she fired uh, David Ledbetter. And she's going now with a guy by the name of Ted O. You may remember Ted O was a, uh, a, a sort of a phenom as a guy, as a teenager, young guy. Now he's teaching out in the L.A. area, and Lydia Ko is his newest client. Uh, he, she's also got a new caddy, Johnny Scott. This is, in the brief time that Lydia Ko has been playing professional golf, this is her 11th caddy. That's probably not a good record. I don't understand what's going on here, Bob. Like that is, there's a huge uh, trust factor that needs to take place between caddy and, and player with that type of information that that is going back and forth inside the ropes. You, you know, it, it's a it's a maybe one of the most underrated relationships in all of sport, caddy player, uh, and to have eleven to. How are you ever supposed to find that right mix, that right combination of trust and, and, and whatnot with a revolving door? It makes no sense to me at all. It's absolutely ridiculous. And she shut down her Twitter account this week, claims it was because she wasn't using it, didn't but, but she got a lot of backlash on Twitter, and I'm wondering if that was part of it. Well, we'll see. I guess uh, well, never never a dull moment with Lydia Ko, although uh, we'll see if she can get back into the winner's column and start playing a little bit better. Last year was a bit of an off year by, by her lofty standards. Mark, uh, we're going to let you go. Uh, maybe catch an hour or two of sleep before you have to get to work out there. Enjoy the day out uh, at Riviera. Enjoy the weekend at Riviera, and uh, we'll see you back here. I think Are you going to be in the studio here next week? Or do you no, even... sir. I got a few more weeks to go, and then <laughs> and then I promise I'll be there. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll, I'll alert the think... I'll alert the security guards you... that uh, that you actually still do work here. <laughs> yes, I they say, well, I said to the guys, you know, guys, before Golf Talk Canada television comes back, you know, I'll, you, if you can front end load my schedule, that would be uh, greatly appreciated. I think they took it a little too much to heart, Bob, right? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, safe travels, and we'll see you back here next week. And when we come back, we are going to talk to Sean Clement, and we're going to give away some uh, passes to the Toronto Golf Show to our national audience. Thanks for listening. For those in the GTA and online, we got 30 more minutes coming up. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. The Toronto Star Golf and Travel Show gets underway uh, Friday here out at the uh, International Centre. And uh, we want to send one person there, two lucky people actually. We're going to give away a couple of tickets right now. And we want you to uh, reach us at the, uh, well, I guess we'll use my Twitter account, at BobWeeksTSN. Uh, the question we want you to answer, if you'd like to win a couple of these tickets, is how many cuts has Tiger Woods now missed in his career? How many cuts has Tiger Woods now missed in his career? Send the answer to at Bob Weeks TSN. We'll pick 
uh, someone from the correct responses to get two ducats to go down to the Toronto Golf and Travel Show. And if you were down there, you will maybe run into Sean Clement, who is the founder of Wisdom in Golf, and he had a chance to chat with our Mark Zucchino. Well, it's February, and that means only one thing. Canada's largest golf show is back around the Toronto Star Golf and Travel Show, February 23rd through 25th, and that is at the International Centre in Mississauga, and we encourage everybody to go out. And one of the great things about the golf show is instruction. And people in the spring thinking, hey, this is going to be my best year ever. How many times have you said that? So why not go out and check out our next guest because he's going to be there. He's going to be a part of the stage. He's going to be uh, getting you involved and engaged with Wisdom in Golf. And in fact, his website is wisdomingolf.com. He has over 30 million hits in videos. They have over 73,000 subscribers to the uh, wisdomingolf.com uh, website slash YouTube channel. Uh, Sean Clement joining us now. Sean, thanks so much for the, taking the time to join us on Golf Talk Canada. First of all, how are you? It's been a long time. I haven't spoken to you in a long time. Yeah, I know. It's been it's been a while. Thank you so much for having me on, Mark. Uh, it's a real pleasure to be with you and uh, really looking forward to the show. Now, before we get into your involvement with the Toronto Golf Show and what you'll be doing there, um, give us the Coles Notes version. What is Wisdom in Golf in terms of uh, uh, theory as well as uh, a place where people can go and engage for lessons and content? Uh, we have, okay, so we have this gorgeous facility here at the Richmond Hill Golf Club. Uh, we have uh, four full-time teachers with Paul, Donna, Eric, and, and Rob. And um, we, we just we've we've been building this facility now and uh, our academy here for the last 12 years, and um, it's it's just been a, a great run. And we're expanding this year. Uh, we're going to be uh, at the Royal Quebec Golf Club. That's for another day. But for for those of you who are in Toronto, uh, this facility here is where it is at. And so uh, with the help of, uh, obviously, with YouTube, uh, we're attracting the, the clients uh, that we want to teach, and, it's, and that's been a real blessing. And uh, what I can tell you as far as the technique is concerned, um, there's been several scientific bodies of, of tremendous importance, and one of them is headed up by Gabrielle Wolf at the uh, University of Nevada in Las Vegas. And for the last two decades, these scientific bodies have been studying how human beings on planet Earth learn motor skills. And uh, essentially, just to give you the short version of it, we are terrible at body part positioning. We Which is not... the traditional way of teaching golf. by many Correct. Not exactly. Correct. So what you do is you go see a pro and they do a video analysis and they put you next to Ernie Els and they say, hey, you don't look like Ernie. <laughs> okay, thanks very much. And then, and then, so then, these are the positions you need to get into to look like Ernie. Well, the problem is we're not puppets. We don't see ourselves, and we're terrible with our perception. And we, you know, for the last thirty years of my te- my teaching, you know, you realize, hey, you know, you're in this position. And the person looks at video. I'm, I have no idea. Of course not. We're not built for that. But we're what we are good at. Actually, what we're great at, because we're gravity geniuses. We're fantastic at tasks. Interesting, Sean. I'm just curious. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but it is very interesting. And I, and I guess I have a bit of a two-part question for you. Sure. One being, because there are so many movements in, in the golf 
swing and there's so many, uh, you know, uh, uh, possibilities that, you, you know, a, a, or a path a person can go on. And you said you've got thousands yep. of paths that you can, yep. you can go through. Is is there a way of, or is there a process that you take somebody through, or do you have a process that you go through to figure out what tasks are resonating with a potential student? And part B of that question is, yeah. it sounds to me like a very fun way to get better at the game. And I, and I, you know, I know a million golfers as you do, and I think yeah. you know everybody wants to try to get better, but I think sometimes practice and learning can be. You know, I love to go hit balls. I love to, to try to work on my golf swing when I have yeah. time. Unfortunately, that's always a challenge. But uh, some people just don't like the process. This, this, to me, sounds like maybe like a really entertaining, fun way of maybe getting better at the game. Uh, you nailed it on the head, Mark. I mean, nobody wants this game to be work. And and if, you know, if all you're doing is trying to find body positions and where does this elbow go and where does that risk the wrist you know hinge and and how do i shift my weight and clear my hips and all that stuff and you're, you're looking at angles and it, it is it is the most confusing thing to do why because we suck at it pardon my french right we're terrible at it and that's why it feels like work but if i give you a, an easy tool to go cut grass i mean within the afternoon you're amazing at it and then, okay, we start, you know, cutting different weeds of different sizes and all that stuff, and, and we become very creative with it. So once the skill is acquired, it's like, okay, you learn how to walk, and then you learn how to run, and then we do some cartwheels, backflips, and, and let's have some fun with it. And, and that's why our students here uh, uh, evolve so quickly into beautiful skills. I mean... Shifting weight and clearing hips is not something that is required to be taught. You get this for free. We as human beings have already an anatomy and a specific wiring, a self-preserving wiring that allows us to acquire or, or to get this on the spot. I'll give you an example. You want to skip a stone on water. We do this with our students all the time. You, you pick up a ball and you pretend you're skipping a stone on water. Nobody ever messes this up. They're always releasing out in front of them. The chest is facing the pond when they do that. They've already started shifting weight way before they started to throw. This is how we're wired. So we really know how you function as a human being on this planet, and we don't go against that. And then we, we ask, I'll give an example. Like if you look at Jordan Spieth, he's dominant left side same as Sergio Garcia, same as Henrik Stenson. So we show how to throw a Frisbee or how to slash a sword with the lead hand, how to do a topspin backhand and ping pong. That resonates with the backhander, whereas the forehander, well, it's a topspin forehand in tennis or skipping a stone on water or hammering a nail into a doorframe. So depending if you're lead hand dominant or trail hand dominant, uh, and depending on the sports you've played or not, the disciplines that you've done or not. I mean, everybody's done one of these activities in their lifetime, and they've already have this wiring preset. We just apply it to their game, and, and then you get the results on the spot. He is Sean Clement. Check him out at the Toronto Golf Show. Check him out at yeah. wisdomingolf.com. Email them, info at wisdomingolf.com. Uh, Sean, really great stuff, different stuff, and I, I 
suggest all of our listeners go and check you out. It's a really fun way of getting better. Thanks so much for your time. My pleasure, Mark. And I'll have all my tools with me on stage there. So come on in, and you you, you know you want to see something that's uh, that's that's gonna that's gonna help you out. Uh, you'll, we're gonna have some fantastic ideas to come your way. And there is uh, Mark Skeen with Sean Clement. Uh, don't forget the uh, Toronto Golf and Travel Show coming up uh, at the end of this week. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Go on out there and see what's new in golf and uh, maybe pick up a free round with the NGCOA folks and lots of stuff to see and lots of people to talk to. Uh, there's more ahead when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks and Adam Scully, producer Adam Scully in studio, because it is Scully time. Good to be back. Good yeah, be back. and uh, we were uh, grinding it through a couple of days of watching yeah. Tiger in the newsroom. And uh, just before we get to the, head, the, uh, the scoreboards, the leaderboards here, what are your thoughts on what you saw? I mean, as we were saying yesterday, it was sort of a round eventually to be expected because as Tiger said so much, he's basically playing with a new back. Like his, bot, his, his back almost had to be rebuilt to, to play the way he is. His, his feels are off. As he was saying yesterday, you know, he's not, he's not hitting it pin high. His, his feel is off. His touch is off. I think his driver is making progress. He's not hitting, at least yesterday, he didn't hit as many foul balls. Right. When he was hitting, uh, he, when he was missing fairways, it wasn't by a wide, that wide of a margin as it was on Thursday and at Torrey Pine. So I, I think it's it's a positive. Uh, his putter was a bit of a, a question mark, uh, three putting three times in the back nine yesterday. But yeah. I think, it's a, I think uh, as, you know, playing next week is a good sign for him for sure. Yeah, it means he's healthy. And I, and I think he's continued to say that he needs reps. He needs yeah. to play yeah. because I think... Um, you know, as we were saying yesterday, there's a lot of the physical stuff that he has to get back. He has to figure out mm-hmm. the swing. He has to figure out how his back is. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of mental stuff that goes on when you're playing competitive golf inside the ropes, making decisions. Uh, and he, and he, a number of times I noticed in the last two weeks, he sort of said, oh, that was a silly mistake or, you know, I shouldn't have done that. And not so much on the shot, but the selection of the shot perhaps or... Uh, what he was thinking going into it. Well, and as he said as well, it's uh, he he tries to uh, mimic the the adrenaline he feels practicing, as he does in tournament golf. And and as he said on in in Tuesday's presser that he tries to pump himself as much as possible to play to play one of his uh, hit and giggle rounds in uh, in Florida. But it's it's impossible when yeah. when you're not playing in front of you know thousands of spectators walking around and and uh, but as you know the more reps he gets, the better he's going to be. I think. Yeah, I think uh, that's as as. TSN golf producer Jamie Ryder likes to say, let's not do anything until we see him at Augusta. Then I'll make a judgment. There which you is, go. Which is pretty I'm good. sure Jamie's listening, too. Uh, besides the fact that Tiger Woods was in that tournament, there were other people, yes. believe it or not. A couple. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go run down the leaderboard here. Uh, three-way tie. We're not actually through mm-hmm. the end of the second round. Uh, they had a little problem with light there. So we got Patrick Cantlay, 
Graham McDowell, Sam Saunders, all at seven under. Sam Saunders still has three holes to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Moore is a shot back, and then we got Tony Finau, Scott Stallings at five under par. Three Canadians made the cut. We've got uh, Adam Hat, no, sorry, Nick Taylor at tied for 34th. Ben Silverman tied for 52nd, and just making the cut. Tied for 65th is Adam Hadwin. On the European Tour, we have the NBO Omen Open, and uh, Matthew Southgate, Joost Lauten, and Julian Gachier are leading at 12-under. Uh, Alexander Levy, so another Frenchman up there as well. So, uh, And Matteo Montessero, going to see his name. He is... T14 right now. You know, interesting, I was looking at uh, Julian Gurrier because I had not heard anything be- yeah. about him, and he comes from a real sporting family. Oh. His grandfather was a world champion fencer. Wow. How about that? And imagine imagine growing played. up saying, I, I want to be a fencer. <laughs> I know. Probably a different time back <laughs> yeah, then, good, but, point, good point. But still, uh, the uh, LPGA Tour is playing the ISPS Honda Women's Australian Open, and Jin Young Ko, I should say, is leading. She has a four-shot lead. Interesting story. This is her first tournament as a member of the LPGA Tour, wow. and she would become just the second player ever to win if she can hang on. And uh, there are through three rounds already over there. So she, would, she has a four-shot lead. She would become just the second person ever to do that. Uh, nice story by Adam uh, Stanley about uh, about Jin mm-hmm. Young Ko. Uh, the Canadian contingent, I'm a little sorry to say, has the weekend off. Mm. To the Champions Tour, the Chubb Classic in Naples, Florida. Miguel Angel Jimenez, the most interesting man in the world, is leading <laughs> at eight under par with a 64 in round one. Stephen Ames. He signed the correct scorecard this week. He yeah. is at two under uh, after one round and right in the thick of things for sure. That's pretty good. Um, getting back to to Tiger yes. uh, and looking ahead, mm-hmm. um, well, you know, what are you expecting from Honda? Do you think we'll see signs of improvement, or is it going to be? To me, it's sort of been like a little bit of a two steps forward, one step back from the six rounds we've seen right now, I'm which is re- not a bad thing. Yeah, I'm really curious how it's all going to pan out, especially with the wind in Florida, and you're going to have to shape some interesting shots. You know, because Florida golf is very very different than, you know, golf, uh, you know, at Riviera where it's, you know, fairway and thick rough. A lot of golf in Florida is very breezy, fairway, some rough, and then some water. So if he hits these foul balls, he's going to be out of play. So uh, he's got this new shot or this... Old, this old shaft, I guess, back in the bag <laughs> that he shaft. used. Is, this old new shaft that he used back in 2015 when he had, uh, I guess, a, not so much success, but the most success he's had recently. Um, I, I'm curious to see, you know, his more game reps. As as he was saying, after his round on Thursday, he realized that he had to sort of swing harder at it because it was a stiffer shaft. And then on Friday, when he would miss it, he'd miss it left. So he's got to he's got to you know fix the the military right left right left golf. Right. So the the thing that was a little puzzling, uh, as I pull up a stat here, uh, through Tiger, um, in two starts this year, he's found thirty six percent of the fairways, fifty five percent of the greens. I th- that's still that's a little puzzling to me. Yeah, fifty five percent in the GIR, and when he was at his prime in two thousand, he was hitting seventy five percent. That's crazy. That's a huge difference in the number yeah. of greens. And when yeah. you can you know that the the thing about a driver going awry is that. It just messes everything else up, right? You got to mm-hmm. fight back mm-hmm. from there. If you're mm-hmm. in the rough all the time, if you're behind a tree, if you're yep. in a bunker, um, you know you've you, you can't play from there. And it was interesting to note that the number of times Tiger did hit a fairway and a green in regulation, how many times he made birdie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's a simplistic statement, mm-hmm. probably, but uh, there are some other people on the top of that leaderboard as yeah. we mentioned. Uh, Graham McDowell is an interesting That'd name, a guy story. who has, we haven't really seen too much. 
lately. He is playing on the last year of his exemption for winning in Mayakoba. Mm-hmm. So he's got to play a little bit of better golf. And uh, he said yesterday he's interested in seeing some good signs. But of the three guys there, Patrick Cantlay, Gray McDowell, Sam Saunders, you know, do any of them stand out for you? I mean, Patrick Cantlay's had had quite a comeback, you know, since coming back from the back surgery and, and the the personal issues or heartbreak he had in his life. Uh, he, of course, lost to uh, Adam Hadwin in a, in a good duel uh, last year at at Valspar. Uh, he is quite a player to watch. Uh, Sam Saunders, uh, it would be great to see him win, obviously for for the legacy of his grandfather. Uh, Graham McDowell just seems like one of those great guys on, on tour, and uh, I always remember his his win at Pebble in 2010 at the U.S. Open. Uh, it'd be great to see him back in the winner's circle. Lots of good stories out there. Uh, all right, uh, we are going to say goodbye. Is there? A, uh, do we have a winner for? Oh, our we passes? do have a winner. We yes. do have a winner. Sorry, I saw no a winner for our passes. Good thing you mentioned that. We've got a number of people who. Oh chimed in and uh joe giordano you were the first one to get in there so you, wow. the answer was 17 discuss so joe we'll uh, arrange to get you a couple of passes i'm not quite sure how that's going to work but we'll figure through, that out. through mark Sacchino, he's he's the magic man <laughs> okay we'll figure that out yeah. and you may have to go to la to pick them up <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure you get some passes that you can go down to the toronto golf and travel show i'll be down there uh at some point i'm not sure exactly when but uh, walk around if you see me say hello or you're gonna make make an appearance maybe maybe i i don't know it's very possible all right uh that's it for this week join us next time right here next Saturday morning for more of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.ca.